Harlow went to stand, but Thamopolis slumped against her, shaking with sobs. Oh, Doc, shh. Harlow soothed, putting her arm about Thamopolis's shoulders, hugging her. Shh, you did what you could. I'm not cut out for this, Thamopolis cried. I'm a doctor. This is war. This is hell. Bullshit, Caprizi said, stepping from the transport. You're as much cut out for this as I am. Matthew scanned the relay, cringing less and less each time his consciousness brushed against a debtor's. The outsider remained an ever-looming presence, prodding and testing Matthew Shiner, trying to figure out the new mech. God, that's just fucking annoying, Matthew said. Yes, it is, Shiner agreed, and it is getting closer to tracking us down. We cannot keep searching blindly for information. That could take a lifetime. You're right. Matthew sighed. You take over physically. I'm diving into the data. I am quite against that. It is too dangerous, Shiner warned. Hey, I'm human. We're stupid when it comes to danger. We are all here because we are made of something different, Caprizi said, approaching Thamopolis and Harlow. I don't disagree, Doctor. This is hell. But it is what each of us was born for. This is our moment in time. We make the future, and while the future may not be completely dead, it's on its way, and it's up to us to keep it alive. Caprizi turned and looked up at Bisbee's mech, then at Rachel as she helped Jethro wheel out of the transport. We write the history people will remember, so let's write it as a win. This must be what it's like to fly. Matthew thought, as he surfed the relay data, looking for any sign of what may have happened to Jay and the others. He dove into each dead mech's consciousness, just as he would in battle, blasting and slashing his way through the info until he was sure there was nothing there. Be careful, Matthew, Shiner warned. You're enraging half the wasteland right now. Yeah, well, I'm a bit pissed off too, so fuck him. He was moving so quickly now, he almost missed the faint consciousness that was barely hanging on. They all watched Caprizi. Bisbee looked down from his mech, Rachel and Jethro by the transport, Harlow and Thamopolis seated on the camp bench, and Caprizi locked eyes with each of them in turn. I know you're all scared. Hell, I'm shitting bricks right now. But every fiber of my being is saying this is the right decision. This is the only decision, he said, shoulders square, back straight, the picture of confidence. But I will not commit any of you to something you are not committed to yourselves. He looked at each again and strode back to the transport. Whoa, that's different, Matthew said, exploring the weak consciousness. Is it a debtor? I'm not sure, Shiner answered. Your assessment is correct. This one is different. Is it the outsider? No. Well, I'm going in. Be careful. It does not feel like a trap, but it's foreign enough that I may not be able to extract you if you needed. Understood, Matthew said, as he pushed forward. Immediately, he saw that there were two consciousnesses present, one a very stripped-down, basic dead mech, and the other a human mind. A human mind that Matthew knew very well. Holy shit! Masters?
Hold on, Commander, Bisbee grumbled. As much as I don't like this, you're right. This is the only decision before us. I'm in. Me too, Harlow said. I ain't got nothing better to do, Jethro added. You know I'll always have your back, Papa Bear, Rachel smiled. Caprizi turned to Thamopolis. Doctor, what do you say? Thamopolis wiped at her eyes and took a deep breath. She stripped the bloody gloves from her hands and tossed them on the ground, looking Caprizi squarely in the eyes. Well, someone has to patch you idiots up when this all goes to shit.